0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. In today's episode, it's all about fear. It's not the rational fear that could lead to injury or death or something like that that's triggered by the survival instinct. It's that irrational fear, that subtle fear, the fear that you get when you're inspired to do something. It comes up and it says, you don't have time, you don't have money. It's not going to lead to your ideals, all that stuff. Well, in this episode, Joshua talks about that kind of fear, how subtle it is and, and how important it is to be able to look at it, analyze it, and push past it. When you push past peer, fear to do something you're inspired to do, it's going to lead you into an experience. And that experience, when you look back at it, will give you the opportunity to raise your perspective. When you raise your perspective, you raise your vibration. The vibration then creates a new reality and gets you access to even more inspiration and even higher quality thoughts and ideas and decisions and actions and all that. So, in this episode, Joshua explains how to really analyze that fear and to really understand that it is fear. A lot of times we don't even think it's fear. It's just like, it's rational. It's a good idea not to do that thing. It makes sense. It's logical. But of course, you're not going to get inspiration if it's not going to lead to some benefit. So think about the fear that you're feeling when you're inspired to do anything and realize you can always push past it because you always have everything you need to take the action. You always have the time, the money, all that stuff. Uh, This is a really good subject because it really digs deep into why we're not acting on inspiration, or why we're not getting inspiration, or why we're not raising our perspective. We have a new set of courses coming up. It's going to be the Spring Boot Camp, which is available to all new-time people, and also a new basic training course. These are going to start on April 10th. If you're not sure which one's right for you, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com, and I'll send you the information, and you'll find Maybe you're right for the basic training. Maybe you're right for the boot camp. Maybe neither are right for you, but at least you'll know. So send me the email and we'll get going on that. Also, the website is theteachingsofjoshua.com. There are free meditations. You can get the audiobook, book, A Perception of Reality. There's a lot of free stuff there. Uh, you can see what's going on with us. Uh, there's uh, a million things you can do on that. You can also get the neutrality meditation, which is the newest one from Joshua. And that's available there too. Uh please remember to like and subscribe to this podcast. Everything that you can do to share it with your friends is really appreciated by us. We thank you for all of that that you do and leave comments. It would be interesting to see how many of you have taken either the boot camp or the basic training or the essential experience, one of those courses. So if you have taken a course, uh, maybe leave a comment and let us know what you think about it and that sort of thing. It'd be cool to see all the comments of the people who have taken the courses. I think it's a you know a ton of people by now have taken a bunch of courses since we started doing courses in 2019, and so it's been about four years now. The basic training course is the newest course that we have, and we've we're just right in the middle of basic training two, the second one we've ever done. It's pretty amazing. We're we're really surprised how much of this course helps people raise their perspective. So if you've been thinking about taking a course and have an experience, not just a path of experience, but an active experience, something that you will really feel the emotion of and, and in, integrate it into every aspect of who you are to move further along on your journey of self-discovery, check that out. All right, without any further ado, let's get started. We are thrilled to be here. I you, I so we had a conversation with Gary last night about fear and the feeling of fear in this reality is so pervasive that you don't really understand what you're feeling all the time. Certainly if there's a lion in your living room or if you're hiking down a trail and a bear crosses your path, you'll feel the normal fear. Of course, that's attached to the survival instinct. But what we're talking about here is more subtle. It's the fear that you feel when you're inspired to do something and you don't wanna do it. Or you don't think it's a good idea, or there's something that could be done instead, or it's not the right time, or you don't have enough money or wherewithal, or whatever it is. We suggest that when you think about the things you're inspired to do, notice the fear that pops up. Notice why you won't act immediately. Are you doing something else more important? Are you thinking things should be different than they are? Are you holding on to an ideal and you don't believe that this action will lead to the fruition of that ideal? Well, if you do, then you're just resisting what the inspiration is, and you're just pausing to contemplate another possible idea. When you get inspiration, it's always the action that you can do in the moment, and a little action that you can think about. Maybe you contemplate for a little while. You don't have to act right in that instant. You can think about it. You can think about the appropriate action. You can think, what could I possibly do in this moment? And if you could do that, would it be possible for you to do it? And certainly the answer will be yes, in many cases. Now, a lot of times what Gary tends to do is he'll tend to act right away. And he's not really thinking through the inspiration, he's thinking, well, this is just an idea that came to me, let's do the idea. So the first thing that comes to his mind is the thing that he does, but it's not really the fullness of that inspiration. Fear, limiting beliefs, your mental construct, all these things are obscuring the inspiration that you're receiving. The thoughts that you can think of right away, the imagination that you have, the way you want things to go, your preferences, your ideals, all these things muddy up the waters in the fear context and in the inspiration context. So when you're thinking about what you can do now, what's the most exciting thing you can do now? What's the most interesting thing you can do now? This will be the inspiration that you receive. If you're not enjoying what's going on, if you're in a bad mood, if you wish things were different you know that's an urge. The same thing will happen with an urge. And so sometimes urges are very hard to differentiate between inspiration. The urges will cause you to change the conditions. And generally, when something is done to change the conditions, you can count on it as an urge. Now, once in a while, inspiration will lead to changing conditions, but the action itself is not there to change a particular condition. It's there to move you forward towards an experience Once you have the experience, you can look back at the experience, see the perfection in that experience, and this will raise your perspective. So the really interesting thing about inspiration is that while it does lead to change, and while it does lead to getting everything you think you want, getting everything you truly want and all that, the inspiration is really for the experience, and the experience will expand your perspective. Everything that you want exists at a higher vibration than where you are now. If it existed at the vibration you're at now, you would have it. To get to the vibration of all that you want, you must shift your perspective. The higher you shift your perspective, the higher your vibration. And so as you're doing this work, think not about what you want and how to get it and how to manifest and how to make it possible in your reality. That's the old approach of effort and struggle. Think about how can you see yourself from the highest perspective? Because when you think about perspective overall, and you are moving towards higher and higher perspectives through acting on inspiration, for example, through processing limiting beliefs, through processing empowering beliefs, through all this work to see yourself and your reality and the people in it and your conditions as perfect, seeking the perfection, all of this will raise your perspective. Seeing the perfection in every experience that you go through will raise your perspective. As your perspective raises, so does your vibration. And you become a more attractive or more willing participant in the manifestation of everything that you truly want. Imagine that what you want exists in a dimension that's just a little bit off from where you are. You don't really vibrate at the same frequency as this dimension. And so if you were able to change your vibration To move into the dimension where everything you want is, if you could do it at will, then you could snap your fingers and manifest anything you wanted, because you would simply move to the vibration where what you want exists. Well, since you can't really do that, since you can't really consciously contemplate a shift in vibration such as that, the only thing you can do is trust that your inner self is leading you through inspiration to experiences that give you the opportunity to shift your perspective. As you shift your perspective, your vibration changes, and you enter new dimensions without even knowing it. You do not jump into a dimension that's dissimilar from the dimension you're in now. You gradually move from one dimension to another dimension to another dimension, and due to the laws of the universe, the law of consistency, you can contemplate where you are now and realize that nothing's drastically going to change overnight that things will shift easily and effortlessly to new dimensions, moving through millions and millions of different dimensions, all in a matter of days or weeks or months. As you shift into these dimensions, this law of continuity makes it seem as if you're in the same dimension. Because if there was a wild shift, if you went from living in Des Moines to suddenly living in Maui, you would be quite startled with this, and you would drop your perspective. So the whole system of physical reality is designed to make it appear that you're existing in the same dimension all the time. The subtle changes within dimensions move slowly or appear to move slowly to you. But there are completely different dimensions, completely different realities, where what you want gets closer and closer and closer. So... The idea is not that you're moving physically through these dimensions, is that you're attracting the dimension that has everything you want in it. It's coming to you. You are being present in your reality. You are in fact stationary wherever you are. And through a shift in vibration, you attract these new realities or new dimensions that come to you, move towards you. It doesn't really matter. It is a shift in this possible reality that you're experiencing, but it looks similar. And so you may say, well, I've been doing this work for a long time now, and I understand here that this house is the same house I've been living in, that these walls are the same color they've always been, that the people in my life are pretty much the same people. And this appears to be consistent within your reality. But we want to express to you that everything is radically different. You just can't see the minute details in every dimension. They all look relatively similar to you. When you get a new house or a new job or move to a new town, this is when the obvious changes are there. But it is still a similar dimension. For instance, if you existed at a state of being where your perspective is right now, and you moved to another town, to another city, that city would exist in the same dimension that you're existing in if you have not shifted your perspective. But of course, by the fact that you are moving, you will have a shift in perspective anyway. And so you'll say, okay, well, this is what Phoenix has always looked like. This is what Tulsa has always looked like. You have no context. You have nothing to relate it to. Well, the same thing is true if you're stationary in the town you are now. When you wake up tomorrow, after having shifted your perspective, through taking action on something you were inspired to do today, you wake up in a brand new town every single time. This new town has more of what you want in it. It exists at a higher quality, at a faster vibration. It exists with more clarity, more love, and more contentment and satisfaction. Less fear, actually, than the previous dimensions. As you shift your perspective upwards the aspect of fear starts to fade away a little bit, is not such a big deal in your life. When you exist at the very lowest of dimensions in this earth plane, you exist with constant fear. Now, since you're all among the highest perspectives on earth, your fear aspect is more subtle to you. And so this is why we're bringing up this point today, that when you are thinking something is a real fear, that you have to run away and hide, or you have to protect yourself in some way. Well, those are the obvious fears. But now we want to bring your attention to any little resistance to what you're inspired to do. Any little resistance to what's going on in your reality. What's going on in your conditions? What is it that you do not like? What is it that you will not do? What is it that you do not prefer? If you can start thinking this way and say, well, I'm a new person in this new dimension. And so all of the things that I thought that I feared before or didn't like or didn't prefer may be different now, maybe quite different now. In fact, maybe I might like them in this dimension. Because we promise you, every single thing is new in this dimension. You're new, and it's all new to you. So the thing that you thought you didn't like in the old dimensions. Well, it had a little bit of a layer of fear in there. That fear has been lessened because you've shifted your perspective. Without the intensity of that fear, you wouldn't even call it fear. You just call it dislike. Without the intensity of that, you might actually like it. It might actually agree with you. It might actually be perfect for you. So keep your eyes open. Keep your mind open. Make your beliefs malleable. Think about the things you would not do in the past and ask yourself, why would I not do them now? If I'm the creator of my reality and I've created this entire reality for me, wouldn't it make sense that I created it perfectly? Wouldn't it make sense that if something shows up for me, that it would be something I like, something I love, something I appreciate, something I'm grateful for? Well, of course it would because it is a perfect reality for you every single time. And you are a perfect creator of this reality. There are no mistakes. There are no coincidences. There are no accidents. Where you are is a perfect reflection of the vibration you're offering. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start?
1: Hi, Dasha. I have a question. Rasha. Just a few days ago, I went to a store and I noticed a donation bin. So I go and check it out. What kind of donations are they needing i'm wondering why this came into my reality i did analyze it i'm like because once i was going through my clothes i was looking at the stuff i had um, and i thought wow this is nice stuff why don't i ever wear it because i just wear the same few handful clothes day in day out The, the other thing i thought maybe it's meant to show me about abundance like do i have fear do i feel fear when i'm giving away a coat And then I thought maybe this is just an exercise in expressing my love to those who are needing coat during this winter. But actually, in the end, I'm not really sure.
0: Excellent. Wonderful question. And this is a question that you've been mulling about in your mind, maybe not absolutely consciously, but you're wondering, why aren't I wearing the same clothes? Or why am I always wearing the same clothes? Why aren't I wearing any of my other clothes? Why do I have all these clothes, which many of you do and is no different, that I keep hanging on to, even though I never wear. And you think, well, if I need it at that time, maybe things change. Well, then I'll have to rely on it still being there. And if I give it away, then if I need it and it's not there, what will I do? And this is a estimation of yourself where you have to protect yourself from mishaps in the future or unforeseen circumstances. And of course, this is the way a victim views the world. Victim meaning that the outside conditions can make them feel something, that they have to protect themselves from those conditions. Otherwise, they might feel negative emotion. So think about the feeling that you would get when you go through your closet and you pick out all the things that you never wear anymore, even though they're very nice. You're not wearing them anymore, and maybe someone else would appreciate them. And so you go down and you give them to the bin and they collect it for you and you have in your mind that this is all going to help people who are less fortunate than you. Wonderful feeling. You can tell for sure that that's an expression of love. You are having faith in that moment that if you would need something in the future, it'll be there for you. And you would never be able to give away anything that you would ever need in the future. This idea that you have to hold on to things is not who you are anymore. It's who many other people are. And many people might say, well, that makes sense. You shouldn't just be giving stuff away. You spent good money on this. It's sort of a waste of money to give it away. So every single thing that you think about in your reality can be done from two perspectives. The perspective is I am needing something from my reality to make me feel safe, secure, comfortable, all that. And I must protect myself from any experience that could lead to negative emotion. That's a limited perspective. And with that limited perspective, you're going to have manifestation events pointing out clearly that the beliefs that you're holding on to are not true. They're simply limited. They are not your beliefs. The other perspective would be to say, I'm the creator of this reality. Everything that I need for every single experience is always there for me. If it turns out that it's cold and I don't have this coat that I used to have, you could know for sure that there will be something else in place, except for this one caveat. If you are regretting giving away a coat, thinking you shouldn't have done that, thinking it's a waste and you may need it in the future, guess what's gonna happen? You can have a manifestation event about that very coat showing you this belief system that's not accurate, this perception of reality that is completely false. If you could maintain the higher perspective, that you are the creator of your reality, that you created a perfect reality, that you will have everything you need when you need it to do whatever you need to do, and if you don't have it when you need it, then that thing to do is not the thing to do. If you had that perspective, then you would just go on inspiration, I was thinking recently, after looking in my closet, that there's so many clothes that I never wear, and they're taking up a lot of space, and I have no use for them. Maybe I could donate them to people who could use them. Then you go to the store, then you see this donation bin, and then you say, oh, look at this. Look how everything is working out to show me where my inspiration would lead to. Here I am thinking this thought or asking this question, walking in the store, turning around, and seeing a donation bin right there. Other people are doing this. Why can't I do it? And you can think about how that would feel to you. In that question, should I donate the clothes or should I hold on to the clothes? You can feel the vibration of each answer. Why would you hold on to clothes that you don't wear? Well... That would be to save yourself from possible negative emotion down the road. Why would you give away these wonderful clothes that cost a fortune? Because it would benefit someone else who's less fortunate than you. You can tell by the vibration, by the feeling of each of those perspectives, which one's higher, which one's based in love, and which one's lower, and which one's based in fear. This is true in any decision you'll ever have to make. When you're thinking about something, are you looking at it from the limited perspective or from the higher perspective? If you're looking at it from the limited perspective, you'll always feel a bit of fear. If you're looking at it from the higher perspective, you'll always feel a little bit of joy. And if you go through your life, okay, how does this feel? Oh, a little bit of fear. How does this feel? Oh, a little bit of joy. How does this fear? Ah, it's a little, I don't know. It's a little... Not sure. I think it's... How does this feel? Ooh, it's exciting. It's interesting. It's satisfying. Every single thing that you ever want to do can be put in those two buckets, limited perspective or higher perspective. When you think outside of you, when you detach from your reality, when you aren't trying to protect yourself from negative emotion in the future, you can put yourself in the present moment and say, which thought, which choice, which decision feels better. Now, if you're perceiving yourself from a limited perspective, you're not going to give away anything. That's because there is no other choice available to you unless you're giving away for spite, for proving something, for making some kind of statement in fear. When you raise your perspective and say, what if, what would this be like? What could I do? Well, you're shifting a your perspective right there. You're raising that perspective higher and higher. And if you can get to the highest perspective that you can believe, then the choice will be obvious to you. In fact, it'll be the only choice that you can make, the only decision you can make, because your choices and decisions are always based in your perspective. From a limited perspective, you have limited choices, decisions, and actions that you can take, a very narrow band. And when you look back, all the decisions, choices, and actions you've ever taken were from the perspective that you had on yourself in your reality at that time. That means all of them were perfect because you could only make those choices based on the perspective that you had at the time. When you look back from a higher perspective and you wonder, why did I make that decision back then? That was ridiculous, as Gary often does. You have to understand, well, that was the perspective at the time. You didn't have a choice. It was going to happen based in the perspective that you had at the time. As you move forward and raise your perspective and raise your perspective, you're going to have new inspiration that was not accessible before. You're going to have access to new choices, new decisions, and new actions at a much higher quality. You're going to be doing things differently as you raise your perspective. It's going to be reflective of how you see yourself and your reality. Now, if you were in the area of abundance, a billionaire, you would have one of your assistants go through the closet every month and throw out the stuff or give away the stuff that you no longer wanted. And you would have people coming in and dressing you and designing clothes for you. And you'd have a constant new supply of clothes all the time. So in that one area of your life, being a billionaire, you can see that as far as fashion goes. You are open to anything. You deserve the best. You have people waiting hand and foot on you, waiting hand and foot around you to make sure that you're absolutely satisfied because you understand yourself from such a high perspective, you demand it of yourself. When you're looking at yourself from a limited perspective, you're going to hoard things. You're going to keep newspapers. You're going to keep unopened boxes. You're going to keep all kinds of junk in your house. And that house is going to fill up and fill up and fill up because you can't give anything away. What happens if you need to scrap a paper sometime in the future? What happens if you need your huge file of taxes that you did in 2002 sometime in the future? So you hoard these things and you store these things and you get rental units and you put them in storage containers and you fill up, fill up, fill up, fill up because the perspective is so limited. You can't imagine letting anything go. Because if you needed it in the future, you know you'd feel negative emotion. From a higher perspective, the things don't create the emotion. The perspective does. And so you can feel free with the inspiration that you're having today to donate whatever you don't use. And go with that with the satisfaction of knowing that someone else is going to get great benefit of it, great joy out of it. And great appreciation for you for acting on this inspiration.
1: I have this curiosity about certain clothes. Like as I was going through them, I said, "Wow, this is a very nice piece of clothing. Why don't I wear it more often? Why do I always just wear my sweatpants and loose sweaters for comfort?" And is that is that having to do with worthiness? Like I had the I had the feeling of worthiness to buy it, but then not the worthiness to
0: wear it well that's an excellent question so you might say i am very comfortable with how i look i'm very comfortable with how i appear in public i'm very comfortable with how other people see me and their opinions of me and i enjoy comfort i enjoy these sweatpants i feel fantastic in them and i can walk around in these sweatpants proudly anywhere Or you may say, I don't deserve to wear something so nice. When I put on these clothes and start walking around in public, I feel like everyone's looking at me. Who am I to show off in these fancy clothes? Again, you have two perspectives. The perspective says that I can wear anything I want to wear anywhere and have absolute confidence in the way people see me and how I feel. And it doesn't really matter what I wear, I feel so good everywhere I am. Or from a limited perspective, you say, well, I bought these clothes to make me look good because I don't think I look good, but when I put them on and go in public, I look out of place, who am I to have such nice clothes? I feel like everyone's watching me in these clothes and judging everything I do. Again, two different perspectives. Just think about your perspective When you put on those clothes and those nice clothes and you go out, how do you feel in those clothes? What are you thinking? And what is the vibration that you're offering while in this clothes? What's the perspective that you have? So a lot of people will say, this makes me feel a little bit strange to have these clothes on. Again, limited perspective. From the highest perspective, you could literally have a wedding dress and a tiara and a train and a mink coat on it and go into Denny's and have breakfast and not care. Why would you care? This is your reality, you're creating it, do anything you want. Again, your society and maybe those of you who are born in certain cultures have this fear of being showy, fear of standing out, fear of looking different. You didn't come here to conform. You can't be anything other than who you are. You are absolutely unique. Do whatever makes you feel unique and special and wonderful because that aligns with who you truly are.
1: As I was analyzing it at a deeper level, I think that I partly want to give away my clothes because that gives me a reason to buy new clothes. I won't give myself new clothes until some of what's in the closet has left, almost like I don't deserve it. Until I have nothing to wear. And then now I deserve it. Now I can go to the store and buy stuff. I don't know what my question is.
0: (laughs) We would say that if you're asking advice from us, we are not the ones to ask. Who has the answer to every single question that you have? Me. Exactly. Meditate. (laughs) Jot down the question. And write Uh an answer. See how that answer feels. See if it resonates. If it holds any water. If it's truthful. And then practice with it and experiment with it and contemplate it and maybe do what it says and see how you feel. Okay. And then if you're feeling some negative emotion, then just look at the perspective and say, all right, I'm looking at this from a limited perspective. That's why I feel a bit of negative emotion. I'm looking at this from a higher perspective. That's why I feel a bit of excitement. This is how you can navigate your reality. You don't know always where your perspective is, but you will always feel emotion. And the emotion will always, always, always indicate or illuminate your perspective. If you are not feeling good in the decision you made, look at the perspective, shift that perspective, change how you see yourself and your reality. Understand that you are perfect, that your reality is perfect, that the universe is working perfectly for you. And there's nothing ever you have to do to make sure that things are working out. That part is taken care of for you. You don't have to worry about that. All you have to worry about is what you're thinking, what you're feeling, what you're believing, and how you're being in the reality that you've created. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Who's next?
2: Joshua, I have a question. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So I'm not sure how to say this. Um, so inspirations, I was just thinking this morning, I never hear inspiration. So I did the my intention, I'm going to hear an inspiration. Well, I got an inspiration for um, an art picture. And of course, I'm working a full-time job, which cuts into that. And I know Fear. You, right? you mentioned before that, okay, the inspiration is something that you can do right now. So I got one inspiration. I jotted it down, got another, added a little note. um, And then as I'm driving home so I could do this, I got another inspiration that is actually, I need to go up in my attic and look for something, which I don't have time for right now. So...
0: What do you say you don't have time for something? How is that even possible? Is there really such thing as time? Could you be put into any situation ever where you didn't have everything you needed to act on the inspiration, not possible. You have the time, but your perception of reality, or your belief system, or your mental construct is saying that there's other things I could do instead. I have to do. (laughs) You don't have to do anything except for eat, sleep, drink, breathe, and that's about it. Nothing else matters. You're caught in a rut in a wheel, churning, churning, churning day after day in a hamster wheel, yeah. thinking that this effort and struggle that you're doing is the reason you can exist. Well, you're going to exist no matter what. The hours that you put into a day, your perception of those hours is based on your perspective. If your perspective is limited, you'll say, I don't have enough time. If you have a little bit higher perspective, you'll say, time will open up. If you have the highest perspective, you'll say, I'm eternal. Time doesn't exist. Time bends for me. I wield time. Time is a servant to me. I am the master of time. This is from the highest perspective. So where are you in the perspective? I don't have no time. Limited perspective. If I do this rather than that, I'm wasting time. Limited perspective. If I trot along and try and do this inspiration, the whole time I'm thinking I could be doing something else that's more productive. There's nothing more productive than acting on the inspiration. Now that you're where you are in the course that you're taking, these ideas that you have that are not true are gonna show up. We want you to know that when you're inspired to do something, and you take action on it, it's going to lead you to an experience. That experience will give you the opportunity. If you see the experience is perfect to shift your perspective, to say, oh my God, I got this inspiration. I went up to look in the attic for something. And the thing I was looking for wasn't there. And then I hit my head and I got a cut and it started bleeding. What is this acting and inspiration business? Well, you got inspired to do something and you had a manifestation event. The manifestation event was the gift. If you can look at it that way and say, oh, I would never have really thought about time this way or about acting on inspiration this way or about manifestation events this way if I hadn't acted on the inspiration. You see, you cannot get the inspiration that isn't for you in this moment perfectly. It's the perfect inspiration. It's not an accident. Now there's a lot of inspiration that's coming to you that's being blocked because of this time thing. So your inner self is saying, well, let's first get Lori out of this rigorous time mental construct that she has, and let's open this up. So we'll give her a bunch of little inspiring things to do. And she'll notice that when she's inspired, everything works out easily. Everything's fun. The action's easy. It's incredibly productive. It goes smoothly as long as there's not these thoughts in the background saying I should be doing something different. We'll say for the sake of convenience, your little ego there saying, Lori, be very careful. You only have so much time. Make sure that you do everything perfectly with the time that you have. Just because you have this foolhardy idea to go up in the attic, you don't have to do that. Stay down here and. And sweep the floor or put away the clothes or do the dishes or work on whatever you have to work on. Don't do this crazy thing that you're inspired to do. It's going to take up valuable time that you do not have. You don't have time. You have a lack of time. The only way you could have a lack of time is if you had a limited perspective about time or about yourself and your reality. The only way you could have a lack of money is by having a limited perspective of yourself. Not possible otherwise. Now we're not saying you need hours or weeks to do things without anything happening at all. That's not an abundance of time. An abundance of time would be you notice that you have exactly as much time as you need. And if this inspiration takes five minutes, you certainly have five minutes. You're thinking too far ahead. What is this going to entail? If I have the idea to do this art piece, I'm going to have to buy the materials and I'm going to sketch it out. I'm going to have to do do some background work and I'm going to have to pick colors and all these things. That's not how inspiration works. Inspiration, pure inspiration. You don't have to worry about a thing because if you need something, you're going to know where to get it, how fast to get it. You'll have the money to get it. It'll all line up. If you don't need it, you don't need to get it. You see? And so, there's a lot of this playing around with this inspiration. The pure inspiration comes and then the fear messes it up, gets in the way, alters it. Well, it's not really the fear altering it. It's your mind trying to make sense of how this is possible. How are you gonna do this? Is it a good idea, not a good idea? How's it gonna work out? And so you've taken the beautiful, pure crystal ball of inspiration and you're getting a little bit muddy, but that's okay. Because taking some action on some inspired idea is perfectly right, perfectly fine. And as you get better at this, as you start to act in the moment, as you start to let it come clearly and not muddy it up so much with your thoughts and ideas from your human perspective, you'll see that it's always leading you to the perfect thing every single time. It's always easy, it's effortless. And even if it lands you in a manifestation once in a while, you get to uncover a limiting belief you wouldn't uncovered otherwise. There's no possible way you could be led astray. The only thing that's happening is that your habit of placing things in certain orders and certain categories, worrying about this that and the other thing and protecting yourself from the possibility that you might run out of time or that you might be tired. There's other things you should be doing. You have to realize where you are in your life is the product of years and years and years and years and years of programming. Society, parents, teachers, mates, friends, everyone living an approach to life that just doesn't work, living in fear, living in control, trying to make things happen, holding on to imaginary ideals that would never, ever satisfy you. Only because you've seen other people do those sort of things, you think that might feel good. No. You're unique. Your path is unique. Who you are, what you're here to do, how you're here to be is all unique. It's all laid out for you. You're either going with the flow of that as you're inspired to do, or you're trying to control it, trying to manipulate it, trying to figure it out, trying to fix it. Well, you have two possible perspectives. Your inner self's non-physical, clear, brilliant, intelligent, intelligent absolute knowing perspective, or you have Lori's perspective. You don't have a lot of information there. It's a little bit limited. As you have faith that the inspiration is coming to you, I mean, you've gotten to this level where you're feeling good. And so now it's coming. You've gotten to that perspective. You're expecting it. You've gotten to the perspective where you understand that as a creative reality, this is how the game works. And if you really understood that if you got to not even much higher perspective than you have now, you'd become a blended being. You'd act in concert with the inspiration, thoughts, intuition of your inner self. And you would have no doubts whatsoever. Your life would radically change. It would move from predictable, routine, boring to unimaginable, fascinating, satisfying. That life is not just fun for you. It's fun for everyone involved. You have an opportunity here, all of you do, whether you're listening now or listening at a later date. You see, to be the true examples that you've come to be is by saying all of this stuff that I learned, that I've been programmed to believe, lack of money, lack of time, lack of worthiness, lack of blah, 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 blah. All of this stuff is not true. If I can give up or let go of these beliefs that are not true and just understand that inspiration, that ideas are flowing based in my perspective and all I'm going to do is shift a perspective. Now, if you can do that, think about all the people in your life because they don't have an example of someone who does that. They don't have a clue that that's possible. They can't see the value in the unimaginable in living in inspiration, in living in passion, They may say, oh, well, that guy's a talented guitarist. Of course, he's going to go with his passion. Or that guy's a talented artist. Of course, this person's going to do it. Or this person's a billionaire. Of course, they're going to do all these things. That's imaginable. What we're talking about is the unimaginable. The way that this reality looks, the dimensions you get into when you stop limiting yourself with these beliefs that do not serve you. You have all the time. You will have everything you need to do, anything you need to do. Practice stopping everything and taking action when inspired. As you do that, it'll get more nuanced, it'll get more particular, it'll get more interesting. Until you do, you're just gonna get, get a bunch of little stuff. Make it easy for you. And then one day you'll do something, you'll get some inspiration, you'll get so into it, so interested into it, so excited by it, this idea that. You will be working on this thing or participating in this or invested in this somehow. That time will lose all meaning. And when you're existing in a state where you have no idea what time it is, what day it is, how long something took, you're just living in fascination. That's your set point. That's what this system is designed for. That will give you everything you want.
2: Okay. so how do I get out of my job then that I'm have to go to just following the little inspirations?
0: You will not have to get out of your job. Okay. You'll be able to do both. You but will not to get... get
2: out of my job.
0: Well, that <laughs> is not where you are at this point. Okay. You see, once you raise your perspective and say, I trust that I'll get the inspiration to do everything I want to do.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: then you will find something so fascinating that you will forget you have a job.
2: Okay. I'm
3: excited about that. Thank you. Who's next? So my question is on fear of loss. Um, So my dad, who I'm very close with, he has dementia and also terminal cancer. So he doesn't have a lot of time left on this earth plane. Um, And so I've been really focusing on finding acceptance and, and gratitude. And I've, It's allowed me to see a lot of beauty, like especially with the dementia that he's just, he always goes back to his set point of joy, which is like just, I'm learning a lot from that. Um, And also following inspiration to spend time together in ways that we like probably wouldn't have if we weren't in this current situation. So um, I'm seeing that and creating memories with intention. It's like amazing in that way. But there's this weird... (laughs) perspective when you know that you're it's you know coming you know that he's going to go so I'm just wondering if you could talk a little bit about how to soften the fear of loss when something is like imminent
0: do you have children I do were you say eight months before the child was born as a pregnant woman were you worried that after the birth of your child and you would not have that pregnancy anymore you were excited at the birth of the child This is a wonderful thing, bringing a new soul into this reality. It was fun. It was interesting. You set up the bedroom. You did all these wonderful things. You bought all the needs that the child would have, and you had parties, and people gave you gifts and all that sort of thing. And so if you could look at the excitement around the birth of a child and the excitement around the transition of one you love, because in essence, they're being birthed into the non-physical, the same sort of thing. The loss is an illusion. It's the greatest illusion in physical reality. In fact, all fear has a root of loss in there somewhere. But we can assure you, and if you've watched any near-death experiences, if you watched Christie as a medium, you can know for sure that there is no loss. That the wholeness and the wholeness of your father is returning to non-physical. What he leaves behind is any fears you may have had. Everything else. He does not leave anything behind. He is with you in every moment. He can't be seen with you because he exists at a vibration that he is free from fear whatsoever. So, your five physical senses, you're looking around, where is he, where is he, where is he? But if you tune into the inside, tune in without fear, you can reach the thought vibration where he is. And you can have communication with them. You can have fun with them. You can talk to them all the time. This is what is available to all humans. Some humans have gotten to that level of vibration where there's fear, obviously, that would not be the vibration of where your father will exist. So you'll have to get to a place where there is no feeling of loss, that the experience of his life and your relationship was the fullness of that. The loss you're speaking of is simply the interaction with him in a physical way in the future. That was never going to happen. That does not exist. It is a non-thing, you see? But because you have the ability to look into the future or project into the future an ideal, you're losing the ideal. The ideal was never real. He came into this life set it up perfectly for you to be with him in this life, to create this relationship, to have this interaction, to have all the experiences and all the emotions, all the history and all the memories and all the wonderful stuff that is not lost. That is part of your vibration, part of his vibration. He knew that he was not going to live longer than he's going to live. And he does not want to live longer than he's going to live. He's ready. His vibration is such that he is no longer a match to the earth vibration. When he returns to the non-physical, he will be perfectly a match to the earth vibration. There's no resistance. So he will be here watching you, watching everyone he loves simultaneously and existing in utter joy, utter satisfaction, utter interest, guiding you in every step that you take, becoming one of your guides and supporters, you see. Well, from the human perspective... You're experiencing this illusion called loss, and that illusion is deep in fear. Now, maybe less so than others, but the mere fact that you're asking this question, thinking about these things, there is some fear of loss there. Fear is the greatest illusion. So if you could contemplate that there is no disconnection, not now while he's physical and not when he's non-physical, there's never any disconnection. You don't think you can feel it, but you can feel it. When you think of him, you're going to have some emotion. It could be the emotion of sorrow and grief. Typical human emotion when perceiving that something is gone or lost. Or you could have the emotion of joy, the emotion of curiosity, satisfaction, interest, questioning. You could play a game with him. You could ask him to show a a red bird out there. And every time you see a red cardinal, you say, oh, that's dad. Or some saying that you have together. And every time you see those words, oh, that's your dad. Every time that you are inspired to go to the park and take the dog on a walk, and a red cardinal is inspired to fly right in front of you, you can know for sure that's your dad. You pick out whatever it is. You could even have this conversation with him now. He doesn't have to literally hear you, literally understand you, know what you're talking about, but you can verbalize some scheme. His inner self will hear it fully. And then when he transcends the non-physical, you can play this game with him. But you can only play this game in joy. If you see the red cardinal and go, oh, I miss my dad so much, it's not going to work. But if you see the red cardinal and and go... Dad, you're right here with me every step of the way. I feel you now. Then you're playing the game exactly how it's designed without that illusion of loss. Now, if you can do that, imagine the example you'll be to others. Why aren't you crying? Why aren't you sad? Why aren't you doing all these things that people do at funerals? Because I didn't lose anything. He's right here with me. Well, they may say you're crazy if you point to them and wave. But if you understand those words are reassuring to everyone else, because they're always in the same position as loss. Your perspective is much higher. You have the ability to raise it even higher in this one area. Notice how the work you're doing is coinciding with all of this. You are perfectly prepared. You're getting everything you need to see this whole situation from a higher perspective. When you go in to see your father now, And he's not the same old person he was before. He's not using that construct to perceive his reality. That's sort of being softened. There's no coincidence that this is what's happening. Many people who are experiencing Alzheimer's will be angry or depressed or moody. If he is being a little bit different, maybe in more set point of joy, as you say, why do you think that is? showing you something completely different, showing you that without all this thinking, without all this worry, without all this attachment to what's wrong, the set point is joy. When he doesn't have to control anything anymore, his set point's joy. And so this is an experience for you. This is served up on a platter for you. Because are you in the set point of joy yourself? Are you able to let things go? Are you able to not control as much? As you do, you will be in the set point of joy. All of you will. That's the set point. You take yourselves out of this natural set point by trying to effort and struggle and control to make your conditions look a certain way based in a belief system that is completely inaccurate. Choose a perception of reality where the set point is joy And anything that does not conform to that set point doesn't have to be considered. Seriously, choose to manipulate and control and construct your reality from the limited perspective of the human. And it will be all dissatisfying, all effort, all struggle, all a pain in the ass. And manifestation events will come to point this out, especially to those of you at these higher perspectives. Take the example of him that he's given you know that you cannot lose him, know that this time that you have with him is special, but it's created for you. He may be having a good time or he may be not having a good time, but this reality that you both have co-created is for your benefit for where you are right now. And after he transitions, when you look back on this time that you had and all that you were going through at the time, and this question that you've asked that will go on to help millions of other people going through the same situation, you will look back and say, oh my God, that was perfect. And then every time you see a red cardinal, your dad is agreeing with you. It was perfect. It is perfect. It's always perfect. There's no imperfection whatsoever. There are no flaws. There are no mistakes. There are no dings. It's all perfect. There are no mistakes and there is no loss. So helpful. Thank you. We have enjoyed this conversation with you immensely. This topic of fear is one that you might want to look at from two perspectives. From the limited perspective, you think, well, fear is a good thing. It keeps me safe. It keeps me protective. And it keeps me from feeling negative emotions. So I should bow down to all the fears and all the things that people are talking about and watch the news and make sure I'm up to date on all the current affairs And make sure that I know what my neighbors are doing at all times, and make sure that I look at strange people, and make sure that they're not out to harm anyone, and make sure that I'm on a neighborhood watch, and make sure that everything's taken care of. Or from a high perspective, you know, the fear is just an illusion. Every single thing you want is on the other side of your fears, but the fears are subtle. You're not going to notice them right away, but when you dive deep in this idea of the fear that's preventing you from acting on inspiration you're going to say, oh my God, I'm just making up stories. I'm just making up a lack of time, a lack of money, a lack of help, a lack of whatever it is. I'm making it up. You can do whatever you're inspired to do. Fear will always pop up, but you can push past that fear. When you do, you're going to feel excited, exhilarated. You're going to have fun. You're going to gain confidence and clarity. Everything you want comes. From assessing the fear accurately, is it rational? Will I die? No. Therefore, it's irrational. All irrational fear is illusion. And once you break through that illusion, everything is yours. It's so easy. You are closer than people have gotten to with this understanding of fear. There's a story of a fish that swims up to the other fish and says, "How's the water?" And the other fish says, "What's water?" It's the same as fear. All of you are swimming in an ocean of fear that you can't even understand is fear. But when you start to recognize when you're in fear, when they're in fear, why they're limiting themselves, what they will never do, what you will never do, what they prefer, what you prefer, how they control things, how you sometimes control things, look at it from that perspective and realize it's all nonsense. There's nothing to fear. You are taking care of in every moment. There is nothing to fear. Prove to yourself there's nothing to fear, and your life will radically change. And with that, we are complete. Thank
3: you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Joshua. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Have
2: a
0: wonderful Bye. week. Bye. All right. I hope you enjoyed that episode. There was a new idea of this uh, moving through dimensions, and. I'm starting to understand what this really is. Uh, It's sort of a little woo-woo and out there, but it's filling in. something I didn't really believe before, but now I'm seeing evidence of it. And the shift in dimensions is allowing your belief system to be malleable so that you can do things you probably wouldn't have done before and act on inspiration you wouldn't have taken seriously before that will lead you to the dimension where everything that you want exists and you know it's it is a you know out there kind of concept but there's these apparently infinite dimensions and there is one dimension where everything you want exists and there's a way to get to that dimension and you're being led and guided and inspired every single day and you move through all these dimensions of the day you go to sleep you wake up bunch of new dimensions And if you're going with the flow of the inspiration that's being given to you, then you'll move effortlessly and easily to the dimension where everything you want exists. But there's only one way to get there, and it's by receiving inspiration, pushing past fear, taking action, having experience, seeing the experience as perfect, and raising your perspective. So it is a perspective shift that leads you to new dimensions. We are starting a new series of courses. It'll be the spring boot camp. This one is open to everyone. If you've never taken a course before, you can get into this one. There's also a new basic training program. They're both starting on April 10th. If you're not sure which one's right for you, well, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. And if you'd like to research them, you can go on the website at theteachingsofjoshua.com. Thanks for everything you do. Remember to leave a comment if you've taken a course before. It'd be very interesting to see what the comments are. I can't wait for that, and of course, share it with friends and like and subscribe. All that. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Bye.